Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, today's going to be a fun episode. Um, This is going to be a mind-opening, definitely, episode. We're going to be talking about mindset. We're going to be talking about success. But first, I want to thank our sponsors. As you guys know, I love my energy drinks. So I just want to thank Jason Lane Curtis of Bonvera for making the best-tasting energy drink ever with no crash and no sugar. It's called Physic Zero, so definitely check them out. Guys, this is going to be a great episode with a new friend and I made, and we we both run in the same circles. We both have this, some of the same friends, and we're both here just trying to help people that are into self-improvement, self-development. So, guys, welcome my friend LaTroy. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, brother? Can you hear me? Can you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hello? Hold on one second, guys. Okay, that better? Can you hear me? Yep, there we go. That's better. There we go, my brother. How are you doing today? Good. I just got done with another interview, and my setup was different, so I had to kind of reconfigure things. <laughs> yeah, every it seems like everybody's got a different system. You know, some people use Zoom. Some There's all different kinds of stuff. So how's your day going so far? Great, great. Uh, every day is its own, and every day there's an opportunity. Yeah, so, so tell us... Uh, because like I said, we're going to be talking about mindset. We're going to be talking about success. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that success or failure is mostly in the mind and in the heart. So we're going to talk about that. But talk, tell us a little bit about yourself and then how you got into the self-improvement, self-development field. Okay, so my name is Lee Troy Woods, and my process actually started four years ago, Richard. This way of living chose me and I didn't choose it. And so what that looks like is on the other side of what we think is going on is always got another side to it. And for us to really understand the entirety of anything, we need to know all sides of what's actually going on and what's the thing that's actually ahead of us. So for me, that was suicide four years ago, which led me to this path of understanding what's inside of this body. And the realization that the whole world was actually inside of me. And I thought it was always something outside of me. Climbing the corporate ladder, bars, the home, going on trips, all the stuff, all the outside stuff. And which left me at the end of the day, just really seeking something I couldn't find because it was myself. And the realization that the life I was living and wasn't living, I chose all of it. And that was the start. Um, and that was really hard to swallow at the beginning. And, you know, um, um, you know, Grant, like Grant Cardone says in his book, 10X, that everything it, once a person realizes from this moment forward that everything is their, their fault and they take ownership for it is when you actually become free. What are your thoughts on that? I do believe um, I believe all of life is subjective. And 
knowing that, right, nothing on the outside actually happens before it happens on the inside is a realization because you could think, okay, my work's going the way it is because of my boss or the relationship's going the way it is because of the spouse or the boyfriend, girlfriend, things in my life are going the way because of the economy. Um, and that's a cop-out in a way to not take responsibility uh, for what's really going on. And so, yeah, I think I, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, because like a lot of people don't realize that, you know, we can't change the past. You know, whatever happened in the past happened in the past. But it's what we do in this moment that predicts our future. You know what I mean? Yes. So now, you know, tell, take us back to four years ago. Um you know, because I I've talked to a lot of people, and I'm a suicide survivor, also. So, talk to us about the breaking point, and then talk to us about the recovery process. So the breaking point, it wasn't something just all of a sudden. It wasn't even really just a particular thing or two. It was built up over time. And I, I can link it back to my childhood um, in tra- retrospect now that I am aware and I have awareness now. I, it goes back to my earliest memory of what I would call now adversity, failure, which were great things. They always are. But I planted a lot of seeds and created a lot of stories about the things that were going on in my life. So that began with my parents' divorce, which led shortly after that my sister getting raped. Uh, we ended up moving and that rape happened. And that was an experience in itself to be the outsider looking in on something that you had nothing control over. Uh, then it led to me, okay, well, I want to be on my own. I'm uh, having to grow up pretty quick because my dad was in the military. He was never home. And my mom was a Betty Crocker. So when they split up, it kind of, I felt like it put a lot of pressure on me um, as a young, a young man and having to just kind of provide for what I can. And being there for my brothers and sisters. So I feel like I missed out on some of my childhood. So come 18, I'm ready to get out into the world. Uh, well, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And the only way you learn anything is through experience. So all the stuff that I had planted inside of myself uh, began to develop into how I began to see the world around me. And I felt disconnected. Um, I always felt this void ever since those experiences that I had called bad. And it led to drugs and alcohol. Because um, at the end of the day, I was just trying to feel good. It wasn't so much even about the drugs and alcohol. I was just trying to make myself not feel the way I was feeling, the hurt inside. And that was a way to mask it. Um, these to being homeless. Um, there was a period where six months to a year where I didn't have a place to stay. Now that was my own doing again. Led to a whole bunch of stuff. Jail. Me being in jail. And while well, talk about another experience. Life, Richard, had always been trying to get my attention the whole time, and I didn't realize it. I had been stubborn, and I thought I had the answer. I thought if I did something, that it was going to be better, but it was really all in who I needed to become. So living like that for 20, 25 plus years, you know, getting married, and then taking all of my stuff, all of the garbage I placed on myself, and bringing that to my marriage, um, didn't make me the husband I needed to be. And so this eventful day in 2017, in October of 2017, all this stuff, all those things from the thoughts of yesterday, the emotions that I held on to didn't express, they all came out at once. And I intentionally didn't 
attend to want to commit suicide. It's not the first time I thought about it, but the stuff just came out this day. Uh, they broke the ground. It like broke surface and the anger could only be anger. The insecurity can only be insecurity. And all that stuff just broke ground and kind of thought about whatever it was. And that voice in my head began to play over my head. And, you know, um, this experience happened over like an eight hour period. Now, uh, you know, because I can totally, totally, totally relate. Um, and, you know, like I was talking, you know, I talked to one of my, uh, I call him one of my mentors, Ed Milet. And, you know, he talks about how your mind can lie to you. So don't listen to your mind a lot of times. So is that something you experienced also? Yeah. You know, so coming out of that experience, it felt very Hollywoodish. If I had to explain it to people, it sounded like something straight out of a movie script in Hollywood. I remember laying in bed and being motionless and I was experiencing myself from the inside. And I remember that monkey chatter just being there, but it was subtle. It was just like this whisper telling me you're not good enough. You know, you've hurt a lot of people. You've made a lot of mistakes. Maybe you're better off not being here. And it was just constant. And then on the other side, almost as if one voice was in one ear and the other ear heard this, everything's going to be okay. It wasn't even in, in, in English. It's how I interpreted it. But when I understood that everything's going to be okay, then a question came after it. And it said, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I said, I want to live. And literally the moment I said live, I felt this switch, like a light switch turn on inside of me. And I felt alive for the first time. Like my eyes, I felt my heart for the first time. And my eyes began to see everything around me different. And so then I began to understand, like, I, it felt like a door open inside of me. And the stuff that was in there that didn't belong there, it was able to come out. But then I was also opening myself for things to come inside of me. And so that took me down this path now where I began to understand how do I get my body to do what my mind tells it? How do I learn about these thoughts, these emotions, and these feelings that have been governing my entire life? So now, um, what was it like when, you know, because a lot of times, like I got clean and sober over 32 years ago. And when I first started making changes, um, people in my life were acting really, really strange to me. So what was your experience like when you started to change? Because, you know, they say you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So did your circle change? It did. Not right away. But because of that newfound awareness, like I began to understand the power that we have inside of us as human beings. And I began to see like, wow, like, is this how I was living? Like just kind of just watching everybody go. Like I begin to understand people's suffering, and like wow, like why would people keep choosing that? Like now that it seems so obvious to me, like I was like, wow, is like how things really are in the world? Like people are just kind of mindlessly just going through the motions. So I was really excited. I was real giddy and bubbly about sharing this message with people. I still didn't even really understand it um, fully, but 
I knew something was different and I was looking and seeking something different from the inside instead of the outside. I remember talking with my wife about it and I remember her saying like, who are you? Like, I don't know, like this way you're talking, the way you are, like, I don't know who you are. And it made me think, cause I remember writing in my journal one month prior to this event happening. And it was somewhere along the lines where it said, I ended up writing it. And it's almost as if I manifested it. I wrote, how do I get people to understand me when I don't even understand myself? And so the best way that I could say that I brought this to people is to self-lead, to do it myself, to do the only thing I'm in control over, and that's myself. And through that process, I've been able to reach people by helping me first. All right. So now um, you know, my my wife, you know, my, my she's my best friend. She's my rock She's everything. Um, she saved me pretty much. Um, so how did you go about repairing? Because, you know, I realized that you can't move forward. If you don't clear the wreckage of your past. So how did you repair the relationships? Um, I think it's still always just a work in progress. For me, it was beginning to see myself for who I am today instead of who I was yesterday, and, but at the same time, acknowledging uh, the mistakes and the past thoughts and the hurts that I created, not only for myself, for other people, um, but moving through that. And so I spent my whole life running from my pain, um, and I got really good at it, but I began to realize that the pain was actually, there's a prize on the other side of it. So it meant having a lot of hard conversations with people, facing myself at levels um, that were super and still are. Um, I think this is something that we always um, will be up on a path of once you begin to understand your potential. But having those conversations and moving through those and facing yourself and allowing yourself to go through the human emotions. So I never got taught about human emotion growing up. Never got taught that, you know, it's okay for a male to cry, um, to have feelings, to express oneself. And so as I begin to, I feel, be more vulnerable with myself, um, it began to not only free myself, but in a sense, show people around me um, to open up also um, by me going through that process myself. Now, you know, I've been noticing, you know, um, I've been in coaching for a couple of years now. And, you know, especially during COVID, um, I found, I see that a lot of people that were so-called successful taking pictures with Lambos and, and mansion all of a sudden are living in the basement of their parents' house. And because they got found out that they were being real and transparent and were not being vulnerable like yourself. And I think one thing that me and you can, I guess, agree upon is more people are drawn to you when you're vulnerable than, than when you're, when you you put on a, a, an air that you're undefeated, undefeatable. You know what I mean? I, I agree. Um, you know, in this line of work is people, the words are great. Uh, you know, the trainings are great. You go to seminars, books, associations, all that stuff is great. But it's not how we learn. How we learn is through experience. You give somebody an experience, uh, you become a re relatable you give somebody experience and they never forget it. 
because it takes your whole self. It takes all of you to go through something. And when you could do that for somebody that can make all the difference in the world, because the words, um, the words don't move people. They don't. You know, like I'm a, I public speak also. And they, they say that um, 95% of the people will never remember your name will never remember what you talked about, but a hundred percent of the people remember how you made them feel. And so what are your thoughts on, you know, being vulnerable, but also um, I think, you know, just from the brief time that we've talked and, um, and uh, gotten together on social media, that you have a lot of empathy. What is your thoughts on empathy? You know, I've had to learn to have empathy for myself first and I'm always going to go back to you know if I'm talking to someone or coaching somebody um, I'm not going to talk about something I've never gone through or experienced because I spent 25 plus years um, in this construct of the blind leading the blind and so when something does come out of my mouth now um, it's because it's a personal experience and I want to bring people to that truth through what I've already been through and be able to show them there's, a, there's another way. Um, Cause we, a lot of times think our feelings um, are the truth. These simple sensory apparatuses that we have, our eyes, our ears, the taste, the touch, you know, all these things are the truth, but there's a different kind of truth. These things are more or less to keep us alive, but these, these other things inside of us, the emotions lie to us a lot often more than not, but it's the mind that controls everything. You know, it's the mind's a, the whole saying, the mind's a, a wonderful um, servant, but a terrible, uh, one, terrible uh, master, but a wonderful servant along that lines. But learning how to understand these thoughts that are going on through my head every day. If, if they say that we're having 60, 70, 80,000 thoughts a day, if I can begin to learn how to manage and understand my thoughts, then I could get my body to do what I need it to do. And, you know, I totally believe that, you know, and even Anthony Robbins talks about that. Um, and a lot of people now, successful people that I've talked to, that your mind, you know, the mind has only been researched like 10 and we only found 10% of its power. So there's so much out there, but I think a lot of people and, you know, it was including me before I just, I got into learning about self-help and self-development that a lot of people are like, like to be stuck in the Facebook world or the Instagram world to where they're not willing to learn. They're not willing to be taught. It's, you know, it's just whatever, whatever Facebook says, well, that, well, that's where it is. You know what I mean? They're not teachable. And so what are your thoughts on becoming teachable and sometimes shutting out all the noise and focusing on, on your life, your body and your thoughts? It, I think it, it may sound selfish, um, but I feel like you have to have a routine and you have to give to yourself first before you could expect anything on the outside to happen. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of people in my own life, um, as well as just surroundings, even on television, where 
may often more than not get the thing that you want out of life, but the money could represent something for you to do more damage to yourself if you don't understand what's going on with your body. Um, I believe that the process of getting from here to there, this inside process, it's non-negotiable. You, if you don't do it, there is no getting to really there. Um, you might get the stuff, but that's not there. Um, there's always going to be that something missing. And I think a lot of people know that. <coughs> okay, so now tell us um, the day after. What were, how did you start coming out of it? And what did you start to do to start getting your mind, your, your spirit, and your body right? So coming out of that experience, I was given a vision. And it, it felt like when you watch the movies and they show you a bunch of clips, you know, they show you present, past, and future events um, in this short clip at the beginning of the movie. And then the movie will start and pick up somewhere. That's the same thing that happened to me when I was laying in my bed. I was given this vision. And it showed me my entire life, what it looked like. That meant my marriage was restored. It meant me leaving my job and nothing wrong with the job, but I was actually shown what potential looks like. I was traveling the world on these mass platforms and helping people save themselves from themselves. So my home being paid off. I still had 15 years left on my mortgage. And one by one coming out of this experience, I still had no idea what it meant. I, I ended up reading that first year after that happened. And in 2018, I ended up reading like almost two, a little over 250 books, just seeking for answers. And then I came to the realization that there was this one common theme in every single book that I was reading of how people found how to get from here to there. And it was something inside of you. And so I needed to apply that to my own life. And it was on a, in a, in a way of a trip. My parents go on trips all the time. This particular trip, they were going to go to Jamaica for a few weeks. And I'd never been out of the country outside of Mexico. But I never believed I could go on these fancy trips. And so the first time they had asked me, I said, no, I just wasn't believing it. But a couple months had passed and I, I began to still work on myself, do my affirmations, my gratitudes, right? I really call them the, my affirmation affirming declarations, I began to understand what the voice was and what my heart was and my imagination. Two months passed, they asked us again. And my wife was sitting right next to me. I didn't even confer with her. When my mom asked, do you want to go to Jamaica? I just said yes, because for the first time, I believed in something big. We went home that night and I remember laying in bed and thinking about already being there. Like this thing had already happened. I saw checks coming in the mail. Now, I was the only one working. We had $0 in the bank. It's like the first week of January, and we needed $6,000 by the middle of February to go on this trip. And I began to place on my mind as I lay down that night, checks showing up in the mail. I could see the dollar signs um, in my bank already there. I began to see myself on the plane. I, I felt the sun on my cheek. When we landed and the airplane door opened, I felt the ocean air hit my face and I could smell the ocean and the flowers. And I began to 
use my imagination in this way for about a week. And then guess what happened in that second week? Checks showed up in the mail. I ended up getting a check for like $2,000 from the IRS. They said we overpaid them and IRS don't give people back money. So um, I was like, okay, then in-laws were giving me opportunities to make money. And we applied for a passport. It was a busy time of year for us to be applying for passports. We got it back like in a week and a half. And one by one by one, all these things began to show up almost as I saw them in my imagination. Come the end of February, we were on the trip. We landed off of the plane. I The door opened. I smelled like it was almost like I was reliving something that already happened. And then I realized if my thought created a physical reality, what else is my my mind capable of? You know, and I love that. And it's something that I'm going through. I'm going through a mental change. Um, you know, we are the number eight veteran-owned podcast in the world right now. We're in the top 5%. And for a while, I was thinking, you know, why, you know, uh, why shouldn't I, why should I be number one? And now things have started changing because I started manifesting in my own mind. You know, I got, I'm a big, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, um, uh, my Lord is, and Savior is Jesus Christ. And I read a lot of spiritual books. And, and, you know, something that I've been reading a lot is, you know, what you think about constantly is what you become. So if you're thinking of, you know, if you're thinking of lack, you know, if you're thinking that I'm not good enough, well, guess what? You know, you're not going to be good enough. So how, so how is it when you started changing that mindset? It's amazing how people will come to you into your life. Um, if you if you have, think you have a lack of money, um, if you don't, if you're not thinking abundantly, then the money is not going to come to you. But when you start thinking, when you move from a place of lack to a place of abundance, your whole life life and mindset changed. So did that happen with you? You know, with your trip to Jamaica. It did. Um, it definitely was a huge puzzle piece, and my belief. You know, because I, I believe all coaches, what they're really offering people is we're selling belief. We're believing in people until they could do it on their own. And sometimes that can require things that make people feel uncomfortable, um, moving them through their pain. And, you know, we spend so much of our lives living in this place where things are uncomfortable, um, where we may call things good and bad. And I've learned to not call things good and bad anymore because there's limits on that. And I don't think anything, there's anything bad in me. I've made some bad choices. I've made mistakes, but myself, my spirit, what I am, um, these faculties that God has given us, that's not bad. We spend so much time in this uncomfortable place that we call it bad, but I choose to now call it winning and learning and moving through that phase. And I believe when you, you know that intuition you get, and you feel that urge to do the thing that you're being called to do, whether it be something very subtle, insignificant, or something big, they, they all matter. That voice that speaks to you, that you, you know is truth, but you don't listen to it. I begin to follow that every day and listen to it. And I've learned that when God speaks to me, it's time to act. You need to act on the thing that's being spoken to you that very moment. And so sometimes that meant, okay, quitting my job immediately, like when being spoken to. And what happened for me through all these processes is I began to listen to myself. 
not this part that gets me in trouble, not my ego, but that other part that you know is true. By committing to myself at that level, it's opened so many doors because when you commit to yourself at that level, like there's no turning back. There's only you being with you. And I remember joining a group of uh, retired people that were all looking for the same thing that we're talking about today. And I was the youngest one in the group. And so I had to find out about the guy who was leading the group. And so, of course, I went to Google to research um, to find out about him. And there was this article that came up with his name. And there was these two groups of kids. One was from the eastern part of the world. And one was the western, a little bit more particular with the U.S. And they were both asked the same question. Where is God? And so the eight to nine-year-olds from the Western part of the world were asked that question, where is God? And they said, up there in heaven. And then the kids from the Eastern part of the world were asked the same question. Eight, nine-year-olds were asked, where is God? And they said, inside of here, inside of me. So I, I think when you begin to ask different questions, better questions, your interpretation of the answer changes almost immediately, almost as if the answer is inside of the question. You know, and I love that, you know, like I was interviewing a gentleman, he's a billionaire and he's going to make do over a hundred million dollars a year. And I asked him, I said, you know, what is the difference between the successful person and the person that's not successful? And they said, it's all due to the questions that they ask. And I, you know, I, I asked him, you know, what do you mean? He's like, you know, people that are, are richer and people that are poor, the only difference is, is their vocabulary. You know, cause like one, like for the poor, you know, they'll be, ta- they'll be talking about, you know, getting money from the government and the rich people will talk about um, opening up businesses where they can get the government to pay them. So it's a, it's a different mindset, but a lot of it is just, you know, like I'm a big uh, Robert Kiyosaki fan and his uh, rich dad always told him, never ask yourself, why can I not afford something? Everything changes when you ask yourself, how can I afford something? So talk to us about the changing, asking the questions that you ask yourself, how that's impacted your life. You know, if, if we really be transparent about it, um, a lot of this journey is by yourself, but also is with people. And it makes me think of the quote, you know, faster, alone, further together. And so like a lot of times um, I feel like it's this, um, we could think that it's just this inside thing that's going on, but we need people, right? Like I believe it's people that are the dots that help connect us to other things. Um, not so much in the things that we do every day. And so for myself, I've had to, when people may not believe in the thing that you're doing, can you still show up with yourself, right? Because this thing that's been given to you is for you alone. And God has only given it to you and no one else is going to understand it at the level that you're going to understand it. So like really selling myself on the thing that I'm supposed to create um, and not depend on outside validation for that. Because people like things outside of ourselves, I feel um, and none of this is good or bad. Um, 
in itself, but things are going to fail you because it's something outside of yourself. And so I try not to put all of my cookies, um, everything, all my eggs in one basket when it comes to, in a sense, going by what everybody else is saying, um, taking the things from here and there that are going to help me um, in my process, um, but trusting myself, knowing my worth. You know, if I need to ask for something, say if I need $10,000 for the business or for a campaign or something, I ask for the $10,000, right? I don't sell myself short and ask for $9,000. It's to know my worth and my value. And then when I show up in a room, when my mouth opens, is to let my light shine, no matter how uncomfortable that makes other people feel. Yeah. And, to, and to show up like that with yourself every single day, day after day. And, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people, like you're just saying, um, you know, they don't know their value and they undervalue themselves. Like I was listening to an interview with Tony Romo and he was talking about his first contract and he went into the contract. He thought, cause he was only getting paid like 500 grand. He went in there, asked for 2 million and he walked out and he was all happy that he got the $2 million. And then when they interviewed the coaches uh, the next week, they're like, man, we would have gave him five if he would ask for it. So, you know, sometimes we just undervalue ourselves that much you know pe- people may value us more than we even value ourselves you know what i mean yeah yeah i agree it's a it's a lifelong process right because we're we're kids and we're never taught about like our body like like who are we um these emotions these thoughts we're not taught about any of this stuff we're only taught about the outside stuff and so by the time we get out into the world we're all lost you know, and you know, I think you know me and you. I think we both agree on this that you know, success or failure, it's an inside job. You know, uh, whatever we, like you said, whatever we manifest is what's actually going to happen. So now, talk to us. You know, how did you get into the coaching business, and you know, what were people like when you first started when you really didn't have um, many clients to, to talk about testimony. So, so really Richard, it, this life chose me. I didn't choose it. Coming out of that experience. I realized that this is the thing that I was chosen for. And this is my gift, my talent. And my job every day is to, to hone in on my, my craft, on my practice and to move towards it. I already know where the destination is because it was shown to me and I have no reason to deny what God has shown me because every one of those things from that vision has come true. So all I'm really doing is if I show with myself every day, I look at to lay another train track to the destination that I already know to be true. So here I'm in business school and get ready to graduate. I was about a month away from graduation on the high honor society. And there goes that voice, right? That knowing that speaks to you that you know it to be true. And it tells me to quit school. Mm-hmm. And so I quit school. But the funny thing is when it, when it told me to do that, when I heard God's voice, I was in accounting 101. And it was in that moment that I was shown how to pay my home off. And said, if I'm going to teach people, if I'm going to uh, influence at best, because I can't make anybody do anything they're not willing to do. I'm going to have influence in the world. 
you're going to go do that, just go talk to people. So I went on to social media. I think it was LinkedIn specifically that I went on first. And I asked somebody, do you want me to be your accountability partner? And they said yes. And through our conversations, meeting once a week, having authentic, vulnerable, transparent conversation, um, not letting people run away from their pains and talk about the stuff, to create a place where it's safe to talk about your stuff and be okay with it. A year later, the guy is now living his dream job. He's an athletic director for a school with the opportunity to retire within 10 years before he's even 50. And it makes you just realize this, that's the best thing we could do for anybody in the world is to help them to reach their potential. Because if you change one person in a family, you change that whole family. Now you change generations of people because that mindset is gone. The way they see the world, the way they see themselves, you cannot learn what you learn. Once you start this process, there's no turning back. So, um, so now you have your own podcast. Talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah. So the broadcast we do is called the way to the top. And the premise behind that is the top is an illusion. You know, if you go hiking, if you've ever been on a hike, you get to the top and you really don't spend that much time there because you have to come back down to reality. And so the process, the way to the top is where all the magic happens. Um, but it's not on the outside. To get upward, you have to go inward first. Um, and there's no skipping that step. If you skip that step, you still might get the stuff, but there's still going to be that thing missing. So the whole concept of the show is to create a safe place where people could call in, we could bring people on and show people what real conversation looks like, learn how to talk and listen and be vulnerable. Another way um, that we've been doing it is like this week, we'll be going out to the farmer's markets and getting out to the community and supporting people. Um, I believe that we need to work in our homes in our own backyard before we reach the world first. I love it. And I can't, I can't wait to come on your show. That's going to be amazing. Um, but first, uh, the last two questions I ask everybody, how do we find you? How can we get in touch with you? If we want you to coach us, how do we find you? So there's a couple of ways. I have a, my website's uh, in development right now. So one way would be the Fed by Ravens uh, network. You can find it on your app store or Google Play. And then you'll just go to the way to the top. You could reach us there either by email or send us out a message. I have a Facebook group also called Internal Awakening, um, where we created another space again for people to feel safe. Um, to have the conversations that they've never had, to set themselves free. Um, and that's another great avenue as well. And then my personal Facebook page is Lee Troy, which is L-E-T-R-O-Y-D, as in dog, Woods, W-O-O-D-S, at Facebook. And right now, those are the best places to reach me. And I, and I found you on LinkedIn also, so you're doing great things there also. That's where I do most of my damage is on LinkedIn. Uh, final question. Um, because, you know, we're, we're still living in a crazy world. You know, we're still in COVID. A lot of places are still uh, locked down. I'm in New Jersey, so it's still kind of crazy. You know, we got grandparents that are homeschooling kids. We got parents driving Uber just so they can get food in their kids' mouth. So if you ask the average person to do something in seven days, they're not, they're not likely to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely so if somebody is struggling with their mindset 
or even their business, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get help? You know, something that's really been showing itself to me lately, you know, um, because the process is always showing it's God is always showing himself to you 100% of the time. And one thing that I've really found that's really worked, not only with myself, um, but with people that I share this with, is if you feel like you're in a funk, um, you got all this stuff going on with the COVID. And how I see COVID is it's been an opportunity. Um, it's a wake-up call. All the stuff that might you think might be bad going on, if you feel like you just, how do I get to that next part of just like even feeling good about myself, is to do something you've never done before, whether it be an, an action or having that conversation with somebody that you know you need to have, do something uncomfortable, even a little bit scary. And I promise you, when you're done doing that, you'll feel alive a little bit. And I think that's what we need more is to feel alive, um, to get out of the conformity of doing the same routine over and over and over. And through that process of what you thought was fear, you actually see that it was something else. You know, I, I love that, you know, somebody, I don't remember who said it, so I can't give them credit, but I would if I did, that you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And they say that, you know, the greatest um, thing for failure is for people that get comfortable. So I love what you're saying about being comfortable. So, brother, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I'm so grateful for you. Um, and as people know, when they're on my show, after my show, is when the relationship just starts. It's just beginning. And I'm going to support your efforts and everything that I can do to help support you. I will. And, um, and, and, and I just want to say thank you um, for being a heavenly brother also that we're going to be together um, eternally. So like guys, you definitely need to follow him, check out his podcast, check out if you need a coach, this is definitely the dude to do it. He's down to earth. He's real. There's no BS. There's no fluff. Um, definitely check him out. Uh, Jason Lane Curtis of Bonvera. Thank you. I'm drinking my energy drink right now. Um, I'm so grateful for you. Definitely check him out. Latroy brother, thank you so much. This will be going out in, in the next couple of weeks and I'm going to be promoting it everywhere. So the only thing I'm going to ask you to do is send me a good picture and a good quote. This way I can do all the graphics for you and I'm going to promote you everywhere. All right, Richard, I appreciate it. Um, you know, you have my gratitude. Us meeting um, isn't by accident. That's not how God works. Uh, everything we do matters. And so we connect it because uh, it was meant to be. Yes, sir. I believe that. Well, God bless you and have an amazing day. All right. You too, Richard. And thank you for uh, this opportunity today. All right, brother. Have a blessed day. Mm -hmm. Bye. Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.